This has been CryptoCore Radio. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends so they can be among the first to learn about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency advancement in, in the, the new, new digital, digital economy. economy. All right, all right, guys. So uh, welcome to CryptoCore Radio. Uh, this is your host, Lutz. Uh, you'll see I do many different types of shows. Uh, this is one of the meetup shows that we do with uh, specific projects that we like. And, uh, you know, you've heard me talk about Raptorium. Uh, it is uh, going to be, hopefully, uh, easy enough to for you to mine at home with your regular equipment. Uh, no ASICs needed. Um, it's, got, it's got a whole tokenization platform going on for it. Uh, it has some of the best devs I've seen in a while. Um, I've seen a lot of devs. So, you know, I, I have I have a lot of good feelings about it, and that's why I'm on board. Uh, you know, we, we don't accept anybody, anything that looks like a scam. Uh, if, if I'm talking about it, if we're doing a show about it, uh, it's because five executives made the decision that it wasn't a scam. So it's no longer just me involved. It's no longer just House or anybody making decisions. You know, in, in crypto core media, we make decisions as a team. Uh, and this is how we bring people on board. You know, if a lot of, pro unfortunately, a lot of projects, they get a bad reputation. Uh, and a lot, unfortunately, a lot of them are scams just from the get-go. And it's really hard to discern these days what is and what is not. Uh, so now we have five heads thinking instead of one. So hopefully that increases our chances. Um, but that aside, uh, this is, this uh, is a, a project. I see people working on it. I see developers solving problems with the, the algorithm. So it's being worked on, which means it's not a scam. Uh, so if, you know, at, at least at this point in time, right? Uh, nobody ever knows what's ha happening, but we got big players in it also. So that also tells me it's not a scam. Um, we have uh, a, a, a more unique type of algorithm coming out for it, uh, which was made by the developers on the team. Once again, that tells me it's not a scam. So th there's a lot of unique factors of Raptorium that you know you, you have to wrap your head around. But once you do, you, you'll understand it. So uh, today I'd like to talk a little more about how you could get involved. And you're going to get involved with mining. Now, I know it sounds like something crazy. Uh, I can't do that. It, you need crazy computers, right? Now, it's, it's not that hard. If you have a computer, you can mine. Uh, I mean, what it, uh, we have Big Piggy on. Big Piggy, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, he's, Thanks uh, for having me. He's one of the, the head guys at Raptorium. And what what I, I just I wanted to get your your idea. What is the lowest uh, CPU? Like, what's the lowest piece of hardware somebody could uh, mine with? I, what, Two core Pentium, like what? What is what is the minimum requirement? You, you, you could mine with a two core Pentium, but that would would be slow. But something like an I actually make money on this. Okay. And, and you are upwards, and I'd say you're pretty good to go. Say that one more time. You cut out. Ah. A newer i3 and upwards, and I would say go. Um, mm. There are some of the new cheap AMD CPUs that ought to do very, comparatively speaking, if you're looking at a dollar value versus hash output, they will probably do better than the Intel CPUs at the moment, unless Intel have something brand new up their sleeve that's coming out in the next couple of weeks. Right, yeah, I know. Yeah, so I, um, the i9 the, that they the, made the, the, cores, I mean, I, I'm sure that'll, I'd like to see that go head to head with one of the, with, with one of the, you know, the, the, the what, what are they called, the thread ripper, the 16 core thread ripper yeah. versus an i9 yeah. 16 core. I'd like to see the, the difference. The, 
the, the i9s do better on just about everything. No, sorry, yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. What am I saying? The um, the Threadrippers Threadripper. will do better on just about everything. Yeah, they have a Except more. Call it, um, balanced instruction set. Mm. Um, when, when you're talking about CPU mining, you've got all these different um, instruction sets on each CPU. And the Zen instruction set that many of the new AMD CPUs run on is just a lot more efficient, really. Nice, nice. They came back. They they lost the title for a little while, but now they're back. Yeah, but I mean, they were out for ooh, quite a few years, really. Long time. But AMD was always my favorite, even though it heated up. I mean, you couldn't even turn it on without a heat sink for of half a second without it burning. Now, at least you got a half a second <laughs> you know, if you forget to put the heat sink on. Yeah. So, so you know, basically what I'm what I'm getting at though is that if you own a laptop, uh, you simply have to download the software, right, and mine it. Now, can they mine it through the wallet itself? Because I, I believe that is there is a method to do that, right? At the moment, that's possible. Um, I doubt if that will be viable for very long once we hit mainnet. Well, it may be. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, and, and that's usually uh, uh, solo mining, right? It's considered solo mining when you do it through the wallet? Yeah, that is full up solo mining. I mean, solo mining is also if you've got um, GPU miners that will work with the GetWork protocol. Um, there are two kinds of well, three, if we include direct CPU mining. But mainly there are two kinds uh, of mining. One is based on something called GetWork, and the other is based on something called Stratum Protocol. Stratum Protocols are what, we, what you typically see from most mining pools. Yes. It is. And get, get work is more if you point your own GPUs directly at your own Ethereum wallet or some of the slightly smarter, more modern pools. Um, for example, a uh, mining pool like Co-Mining uh, for ETHash coins, they do a lot of incredibly interesting stuff where basically you just need one wallet and you can mine... 30 odd coins at the same time. Oh, wow. You're only getting paid in one coin, but you can just, once you're logged into the interface, just two clicks and you've changed what you're mining. Right, right, yep. And that's, that seems to be a great way to go for uh, newbies. Uh, if, if, you, uh, you know, if you're not sure what to mine, try mining everything. You know, see which one you like the most. You know, that's how you get involved with the coins also. Uh, you know, you, once you start mining a coin and you start getting some, you start developing interest because now you got some skin in the game, right? You got some coin. Yeah, exactly. So, and you're using your hardware. You know, so, of course, if you get electricity for free, that would be optimal. But, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's always a risk. Uh, mining is always a risk. Uh, you, you could you could do well, or you know you could you could still do well. You could wait longer and still do well. But a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, you know, they end up dumping low. Gives opportunities for other people to buy it, and that's how markets move, right? Yeah, um, it's it's both that and a lot of people not sticking with never invest more than what you can afford to lose. Right, right. So if you can't afford a, you can't afford. Well, with the CPUs, it'll be cheap. It'll be cheaper than a hard uh, GPU mining, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, eventually, you'll be able to GPU mine Ghostwriter as well. Uh, but I, how far along are we with that? I, I think you were actually pretty close, right? 
We should be pretty close. Yes, we've got uh, several people working on GPU miners at the moment. And we've got an update coming out fairly soon on that. Um, since um, we've got a second algorithm running now on our own pool, uh, which is going to be the 100, the finalised version, which we're launching with on mainnet. Awesome, yeah, and that's the way to do it. That's I always got to test it first. You don't want a half-assed chain to come out and then have to renege on everybody's transactions and such, or or you know do do some type of fork, which is never seen lightly. So uh, definitely the best yeah, way the, to do the, a great the, job. The, the main. The, the main main changes we're making is actually comes back to what we're, what I was talking about just a minute ago with instruction sets on CPUs. We are taking out a couple of uh, components from the algorithm because with some of the newer CPU and similarly on GPU instruction sets, um, that have become available, they will speed up some of the components too much. Right. Okay. Uh, well, what, what, well, what's unique about our algorithm is that we've got some components that go very fast and we've got some components that go very slow at the same time. Now, that doesn't mean they all average out. It means everything gets slowed down to basically the level of the slowest of the algorithms. The crawl? How, however, what, uh, what that does with two sort of almost diametrically opposed components at the same time, it makes it very, very hard to design a pipeline that will fit everything in it. Okay. Pipe, pipelines are what FPGAs and ASICs basically run. They, they fit everything into one single logic channel, call it a pipeline. Um, but when you've got something that's going very fast and very slow at the same time, getting that logic channel to work in a logical sense becomes incredibly difficult. I see. So, so how did you solve that problem? If, you know, is this a problem that all, all coins run into or is this just something you ran into and you saw what you needed a solution for it and how did you, how did you find, what was the solution? Well, a, a lot of algorithms that are used out there at the moment are very easy to pipeline. Um, Dash attempted to take it on when they made X11 back in the day, or back when they were called Darkcoin. Um, however, the, the components they all used were all very similar, meaning they're very light, they're very traditionally heavy, they don't have any serious memory requirements for the mining hardware. What that did was it made it fairly easy uh, for someone who knew what they were doing to sit down and put them all together in a chain logical sequence on, um, on an ASIC. Okay, and then they made it and then they were, unfortunately, they're no longer ASIC proof now. Yeah, they haven't been ASIC proof for the years now. Oh, so, I so remember when the first pin, pin idea ones came out for the dash, but sometime. So, so is it safe to say that the fact that uh, you have such a difficulty running the, the hash through the pipeline does that make it difficult to create an ASIC or, you know, yes. come into an existence? So. Yes, because um, you think of it like this. It's a highway mm -hmm. and the different component 
the whole algorithm is a highway. Yeah. And the different components are cars going at different speeds down the same highway. Now, once you've got enough different speeds, you're going to need an awful lot of lanes for things to not really crash into each other just right. from the speed difference. Right. Okay. And what, what that requirement for lanes equals is surface area on a chip. Surface area on a chip is what costs money combined with um, the, the interoperability if you decide to split it all out onto different chips. I see. So I have that, have that, they're making the chips a lot smaller though these days. So with the uh, surface yeah, area yes. becoming smaller. Yeah. With the surface area becoming smaller, yes. But what that does is it also proportionally increases the cost of design. I mean, there is no such thing as 100% ASIC and FPGA resistant. It doesn't exist. Right. I think that's what you can do. What what you can do is you can make it cost prohibitive to develop one, which is the route we've chosen to go. Right. Right. Yeah, and and that makes sense. It makes it. It's just way too difficult to create. So it's going to be way too expensive. And it's probably not going to be worth it. Uh, and if it is worth it, and if they do exactly. pull it off, it's, it's probably not going to be, you know, like a, an ASIC that gives you, you know, 10 times the power of a GPU. It'll probably be maybe twice because it's so difficult. Mm. It'll we've, probably be we've got some additional components coming out over the course of the next year that we are adding to mm. the algorithm that should essentially take it down to the same level as a decent GPU. Okay. So, and, and everyone out there who's, don't, don't be worried about the GPUs coming out. Uh, just be happy with the fact that you know they are coming out. Um, there's been a few projects in the past where I've seen them secretly GPU mine it while everybody was CPU mining a coin, right? Uh, I mean, these are stand-up fellows telling you that there's one we, out. We, we, we've, so, we've had um, we've had GPU miner developers and invited in to join the project now. Quite some time, I think about six months already. Right. Nice. Yeah, and, and yeah. I, I know one of them. I mean, I I, th- I think I know one of them at least. Yeah, but there are several quite good people. Uh, yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw Wolf in there. He's he's pretty badass. Uh, so and I see you got I am Legion, and you got a uh, a try, and you got you got a lot of great people um, that I've met through the grapevine. Uh, it just so happens, uh, you know, they're working in Raptorium, so they must believe in it as well. Uh, and so, so let's get back to the mining, though. So if I'm new, right, so let's get back to these new people that are listening. Sorry if we, we got very technical there for a minute, but uh, maybe one day you will understand it. Uh, so when I want to mine something, what do I do? I, and, and this is, I'm just going to really quickly say what I, I'm thinking I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the website. I'm going to download a piece of software. I'm going to hit the executable. And that's it. I should be mining. Or no, there's some configurations that need to be done. So we downloaded it from the website. We configured the batch file appropriately, which I hope there's going to be really good instructions because that's what's usually missing with these mining programs. You know, apart from finding the right miner for a specific algorithm, depending on the coin, right? Uh, it, could, it could be X11, and you got to use a, a, a you know, specific miner, X14 you know, or whatever they got. Every miner does a different algo, and there's some miners that'll do multiple al- algorithms. 
Uh, so do you guys have a proprietary miner on the website? Uh, or is it going to be like one of the... No, 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 nothing proprietary at all. I mean, we've got an open source miner that everybody is free to download and make improvements on. Um, currently, it's a fork of CPU miner OPT uh, from JD on GitHub. And he is a very well-respected developer. And his miner can do just about anything on the CPU. All right. I remember there's like lots of laughs miner and there's, all, there's so many miners. It, it, it'll, it'll make your head spin. Uh, but yeah. As long but as, I mean, so, with mining software, the, the most important thing is that early on in a project that it's mainly open source. Once you get some of the slightly larger uh, miner developers interested and they start making closed source miners with developer fees in there, if it's from somebody reputable, yeah, by all means use it because it's probably going to be a lot more efficient than what's available as open source. But make sure it's from somebody reputable. Make sure that you are downloading directly from however they release their website, their right. Discord, their GitHub, whatever it is. That's vitally important. Otherwise, you'll be putting junk on your computer that will steal all kinds of stuff from you. Yeah, and there's also a checksum, I believe, right, that you could check? Is it is a checksum number? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there are ways of checking the files you've downloaded. Um, sometimes people shot SHA, um, which is the grandfather of the algorithm that um, they've got. They provide you with a number, and you take the files you've downloaded hash them once with a simple little program, and you see if the result matches this number. If it doesn't, you don't have the real deal. And you can right. do the same thing with using as old and relatively useless as MD5, but for, for example, for load, MD5 still works just fine despite it being useless for password protection nowadays. You sound really up to date on these things. Also, th there's another method using IPFS where if you upload it to IPFS, it gives you that unique hash, just like the checksum. And, uh, and that's, it's always gonna be that hash. Uh, if I were to re-upload the same exact file, you'll get the same exact hash. Um, that's, that's just recently I, I learned that using IPFS. But that aside, you know, security is a big thing. And, uh, is there any, any, uh, any, any recommendations you can make? Should people be, uh, using VPN when mining the coin, uh, since it's like a, a point of origination when, when blocks are created? And yes and no. I mean, what I would really worry about is if I'm doing pooled miners, TLS instead of SSH protocols. Um, SSH mining uh, has been in the past, somebody sets up. Uh, well, there, there are several different methods for doing it, but basically where somebody steals your connection to them and in a sense, essentially uses that to steal the work you're providing at the time you're providing it. Right. But um, there is a newer protocol available from most decent called TLS where that's not really possible. So if you're mining, I would look for uh, TLS. 
So TLS is the way to go, you saying? Is that is that an easy thing to implement, yes. or is it? Yes, in in most cases, it's just a question of changing to that file if you are working with the mining tool and you've got software that supports it. Okay. Is there a way to have that, uh, you know, built in? Or actually, uh, there is no way. The more serious miners have it built in. And okay. the first one to support it and who's been supporting it for a long time has been Claymore's Ethereum miner um, mm -hmm. and his other mining software. Yeah, Claymore is big. Uh, you use that with the Ether enlargement pill, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, ETH mining, uh, mining. Oh goodness, what else? NeoScript. He he's put out quite a few miners over the last. Oh yeah. Yeah. His oh. Kryptonite miner is still on slightly oh, older yeah. cards. The fastest by far. Mm. Yeah. Well, the, you know, some people are better at writing code than others, and it's it's. Uh, so, so getting back to the mining, let's. Uh, if if I wanted to use a pool, do you guys have specific pool? So, so and the difference between a pool and direct people, uh, if you're new to mining crypto, uh, when you mine through the wallet, I said you're mining directly to the chain. You're solo mining, you're mining on your own. Problem with that is that if you don't have enough power, you're probably never going to get anything. Uh, then again, you know, you never know. Yeah. It could be the luck it of the draw, right? Him awfully long time if you're solo mining and you don't really have enough computational power i mean some right. people do it anyway and consider it like a lottery ticket and in yeah. many cases if you do it like that it really is like playing the lottery i was thinking of doing that with a bitcoin miner i was i was going to buy one asic bitcoin miner connected to one solar panel or a couple solar panels and just let it ride inside the shed and if, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> you know, like a lottery ticket. I think a lot yeah. of people should actually do that. That would really decentralize the network. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But with Bitcoin mining now, it's become an industry. Yeah. I mean, uh, I ran one of the first commercial size GPU farms in China many, many years ago, back when you could still GPU mine Bitcoin. And it was insane how quickly you had to be adding computational power to keep up your same level of rewards. I, I remember mining with my GPU and I made 0.15 Bitcoins in a few weeks. And man, if I if I knew what I knew now, man, I would have just kept mining that shit. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Litecoin came along and made it easier. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they were also back in the very early Litecoin days. I was CPU mining Litecoin with I think one thread on each mining rig, and it was. Wow. It was an absurd number of light coins I got from that. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Uh, I, I was, whew, it was, it was freezing here. It was winter. And I put my whole computer in the, in the window. You know, I was overclocking it, but it was getting too hot and I couldn't, couldn't find any other way to cool it. So I put it in the window and dude, that shit ran beautifully. <laughs> it was so cold outside. It was fucking snowing. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I was in northern China, and I mean, I had the, I'd rented some of these two-tier apartments, or actually, actually three-tier apartments, mm -hmm. where you'd come in on one level, there'd be a level slightly below the level you'd come, level slightly above the level you'd come in on, and. Uh, a couple of giant exhaust fans up on the top level and windows open down on the bottom level and all through minus 20 winters and it was still shorts and 
T-shirt <laughs> temperatures in there. Oh, man, it was yeah, something else. Back it's there. a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun, though. I mean, I had a great time doing that. Uh, I don't know if it's just the geek in me. Uh, but I Absolutely. Think it's- I mean, it, it, it's how can I push it? How far can yeah. I push it? What do I need yeah. to do to keep it all running? Um, you got to keep it cold, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> and you get some really interesting coming out along the way. And I was making like one, two Litecoin a day, man. If I, if I knew, if I knew, ah, oh, man. I, I, w- I would have done great if I just kept going. With Actually, the electric bills were pretty high, though. If I remember right, so it wasn't it wasn't offsetting the cost, but if ah oh man, you guys got to get into mining. It's a lot of fun. Uh, other than the electric bill, though, the electric bill is definitely uh, an issue. But you can you can mine with CPUs. So Raptorium, even the people with GPUs don't have that much of an advantage over the CPUs, from what I understand. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. You know, it so, looks like our pipeline breaking stuff is going to keep the playing field fairly level yes a gpu will get more but buying that gpu is also going to cost you quite a bit more so dollar for dollar we're looking at three close to parity level across cpus and gpus there are going to be a few exceptions, like, for example, if you can get dirt cheap, second-hand Xeon CPUs from uh, data centers that are shutting down and similar yeah. things to that. But otherwise, yeah. So, so, in, so just to give you guys, so keep you guys, uh, you know, so you know what we're talking about. Um, so in the in the past, when a G, when a CPU when a, a coin went from CPU to GPU, uh, the GPUs outperformed the CPU so much that you know the CPU people miners they kind of left in the dust. You know that that's that was it for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But, absolutely, but what, and I mean uh, a, a good example if you want to look at something current. Um, for where it also looks like parity is also actually slightly in favor of CPUs, um, Random X, which Monero has just fought to, CPUs do better at it than GPUs. Uh, some of those new thread rippers, they smoke the very expensive high-end GPUs on it. That just happened, right? Like yesterday? Yeah, just two or three days back. I, you know, I got a few thread rippers. I'm going to give it a try tonight. See what we get. Yeah, but that's I'm definitely I'm going to have to stop mining Raptorium test that coins. Yeah. Um, right now, guys, if, yeah, if you uh, want to test out, if, if you guys want to become a, I'm sorry, Piggy. Uh, one second. Uh, if you guys want to become a miner and you want to try this out, you can do it right now. Uh, it, they're not real coins you're making, but you'll be ready to go when the coin comes live, or when the Raptorium comes live, which is very, very soon. Uh, so I suggest you get working all the kinks out now, uh, and then w- when you're ready to go, they, they, when they go live, you just push the button and you're good to go. Uh, that's the best part about having uh, test networks. A lot of coins, you won't see test networks. This one you do, and they're doing the right thing for doing it. Uh, just my my opinion. Uh, of course, it's, this is all opinion. Uh, do your yeah, own but it, I mean, it makes absolute sense mm-hmm. because if you haven't tweaked your stuff prior to mainnet, um, you are definitely going to lose out one way or the other. I remember hopping on a brand new coin, uh, or not really a brand new coin, but a coin that was brand new to me, running an algorithm called Lyra 2Z330. And I thought, eh, the more of my CPU I throw at this, the better. 
the more fantastic it's going to go. So I pointed 16 threads at it, and um, my CPU just crashed. Because the way they'd structured that algorithm was it would basically choke up your CPU. The more threads you tried to run, the more it would choke them up. Um, so what I actually had to do was to go to get optimal miming performance from that one algorithm was to go from 16 threads down to three. And then, and then it worked better. I got four times the hash. Ah, uh, and and that's why you always got to play with the numbers. It's the same thing as overclocking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, you're overclocking, your memory settings, anything and everything you can geek out with. If if you're not playing with the settings, so you know, every every possible every possible setting, then you're not really playing with it. <laughs> it's just using it. Uh, but it's yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun, guys. There's a, a program called Afterburner. You could uh, overclock your these days. I mean, you don't even have to worry about the GPU breaking anymore because they're really fucking tough. Uh, they make them. They make them to be overclocked these days. Uh, so it's it's a lot easier for you guys yeah. to do it. Not not like back in the days of early Bitcoin mining. Oh man, that Dude, was... I broke so many cards, man. Yeah, I broke so many GPUs. <laughs> I, I used to take them apart and replace the. The, the grease between the, all the chipsets all around the, the one in the middle. Uh, I, I used to put my own heat sinks on it. It was crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Though. I, you had guys these, I had these reference model HD 6990s. And I mean, starting them up, they sound like a vacuum cleaner. Oh, the dual core. Because if the big dual GPU Cards, those are, the those long, are badass. Long ones. I have a 7990. They were very, they were very badass back then. They were hot. Did they you used, hot they got? They used insane amount of power. Yeah, but they were hot. Remember how, how they used to burn up? Those, those were the hottest cards yeah. I had. Yeah, Overclocking they would those get bitches? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, overclocking and over-vaulting. Um, I did both to mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was, they, they, they didn't really die from it because um, I, I got fairly lucky, but I also paid top bloody dollar for my batch, which yeah. was at that, at that point in time when I was buying them, it was just about as dumb a mistake as you could possibly make. Um, if you're mining, find that, and you're buying stuff for mining, you really need to find out what you will get for each dollar you put in. It's not about, I need to buy the best, the most powerful, because then I'll automatically be the most efficient. That's a load of shit. You need to... Oh, yeah. right, basically where you get the best bang for your buck. The best cards I ever bought for mining were HD 5770s. Okay. Which, which back I, then I were, were a very cheap, those were a very cheap card back then. They were a generation older. Um, they just had one little power connector. But... Comparatively speaking, I could get eight, no, sorry, I could get nine of those for the price of a single HD 6990. Nine of those was about twice the hash. Wow. Yes, these days, I think the, what, what are they, the, the 1060s or the the 1050s, right? The 1060s and 1050s, they take very little electricity, but they mine pretty well. Yeah, that's the, the 1050s and the 1050 TIs. 
They yep. do very efficiently at mining, especially the, the slightly more core heavy algorithms. Yeah. They, they do very them. well at it. I love them. The only problem is that it's the RAM on deck, and it needs to be a little higher, so try not to get the four. Try to get the six, or if you could get an eight, that'd be great, but you know, it, it's got to be cost-effective, like you said. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it depends on what you want. Um, I bought mine specifically to, ma to mine ETH coins with and to mine a bit of Raven and other computationally heavy uh, algorithms. And I mean, for that, the horrible year, like last year, they ROI'd in six months, six, seven months, despite yeah. how disgusting it was last year. Yeah, well, hopefully this year is better. Uh, I think 2020 is going to be a good year for us. Um, oh, I, absolutely. 2021 is even better. It's just, I, I, I can feel it throughout crypto. You know, people are getting a little more active. People, you know, you see more scams coming out. Uh, it's just like a natural thing that occurs before the, 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 you know, the rise once again. Uh, I think people just feel it. And I, I said it, if you if you look at one of my shows, I don't remember which one, but before Bitcoin flew back up from 4,000, I was saying the same thing. I was saying, I feel it in the economy. Like I can feel people getting yeah. excited. Yeah, but I mean, there, there, there have been quite a few moves coming on. What's going to be very interesting is uh, to see how much German banks are going to get into this from once we pass the new year. Well, you know, it's at the. You also have to consider at one point there's gonna there's gonna be connector technologies. I call them connector technologies, where there's gonna be devices that are gonna be homemade, created with three D printers, created. You know, helping uh, coins, all coins, uh, depending what network you care to use through that blockchain device. Uh, and it's I, I see it starting already, so so it's we're gonna we're gonna do great, we're gonna do great. Uh, unfortunately, there's gonna be a lot of law and regulation that's gonna stifle innovation, is is typically done by uh, government. Yeah, but that, that, that's only if they can keep pace with innovation. Well, which I don't printers, think. They... I don't think. Yeah, then I I have a guy that he's uh he's creating these routers, these blockchain routers. Oh man, he, his brother is is 3D printing them. He's creating the insides, and that's it. I mean, they created a device people could use. You know, there's another guy I met. He's he's building his own phones. So I mean, there's some some uh, really, you know, good skilled people out there willing to do some crazy shit. Yeah, and I mean, some of the phones that are coming out on the gray market are really what you want. From a security perspective, yeah, it's something that uh, that doesn't have some type of uh, hold on it, which uh, which is all phones from Verizon. Exactly. And, you want to? No, a, but a I mean phone. also 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 if you look at stuff where, um, for, for example, um, a lot of Google's uh, Android operating system. Processes can just rename themselves, and uh, the only phone manufacturer that actually has a security suite built in that will help deal with it is Samsung. Samsung have this KNOX uh, suite built in on a lot of their newer hardware that will stop that from happening, because oh. um, on on many of the other manufacturers of on their systems if i upload a virus onto the play store it will just rename itself once it's down on your phone and then it will look like oh google is asking for, for me 
Mm. do whatever, whatever, and then you just click yes because that's just part of everyday running on the phone. Yep. Yep. But actually, you just allowed your virus access to all your SMSs where your confirmation codes from the bank come. Oh, shit. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, everything goes out the window at that point, which is why it's as big a deal as. Well, I, I see I see you're really big into the security stuff. Uh, I really like that about the project. Uh, I, I like to get involved in projects that that protect their customers. Uh, unfortunately, going the KYC yeah, route isn't, isn't the way you protect your customers for all you coins out there that do that stupid shit. Yeah, and I mean, um, that's been one of the founding principles from the word go on this because something that's broken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it came out to fix what's broken. Mm -hmm. Right, um, not not so, not not so much to fix what's broken, but to just not be broken. <laughs> right. Well, you know, unfortunately, we didn't see the what was broken until too late. But but uh, you know, we a lot of new technologies coming out that are going to fix a lot of issues. Uh, you know, over here in crypto core media, we uh, we love this type of stuff. You can see most of our clients are all involved in some type of privacy or decentralization factor um, or else we wouldn't take it on. You know, we, we, we love, we love the, this kind of stuff. And you know, when you do a job that you love, it's never really work. Exactly. But don't tell my wife that. <laughs> right. You're having too much fun. Uh, yeah. There you um, <laughs> I dare you get paid enough to watch. That's fun. Yeah. So anyway. Um, Hi, brother. Good, good job. Coming good back job. to mining, uh, Raptorium, your dollar should get you about the same in buying CPUs or GPUs for mining it. So in the long run, yeah, you'd be better off with it. And, and, and just get, yeah, getting back to that topic, so those of you that have CPUs, when GPUs enter the mix, you're still you're still on a level playing field. It's just like for every GPU they have, they just have another CPU, you know, that you don't have. So you, you'll need another CPU, but they can't they can't do much more, that much more. Uh, unlike history, where uh, you know once exactly. the GPUs came out, that that's it. You can throw your exactly. CPU in the garbage. I mean, um, even now something like mining random x um which is in many ways comparable it's a completely different solution to the same problem um but uh, something like i3s with higher clock speeds they do very well at it wow very cool yeah and i could see that because they take things a little slower uh i guess see how that works oh yeah I wonder if that, that also has something to do with the threads. If you were to use uh, less threads, so so if you have six CPUs, yep, yep, exactly. So each CPU, I mean, I mean, or something the really crazy CPUs, like, for example, Knight's Landing, uh, the PHI series of CPUs from Intel, they have so many cores on them that they run, I think the top clocking ones, they only run at 1.6 gigahertz per second. But they will kick out 256 threads from a single CPU. Wow. A lot of threads, but they're but they're all very little. The the pipe the yeah. the, the bandwidth of each pipe. Yep, that you can't do much uh, on each one. Um, 
a decent new CPU, an i3, will do 3.6, 3.8 gigahertz per second. Right. So it will run, but it will run a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Overclock it a little bit, you could probably raise that to four. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Have you have you ever tried the mineral oil yet? Like putting it in mineral oil? Have you seen those setups? I have had one rig in an oil bath with a radiator outside. The problem with that was where I was doing it summer it just gets so ridiculously hot and winter yeah. winter not not during summer during summer it was painful i actually had to occasionally hose down the radiator to keep things cool oh shit oh yeah that don't yeah. sound good so you, you'd, you'd have to get my cool into the radiator you, you've you've got to basically keep it. You use the right solution for the right for the spot you're in. I mean, I I run some GPU rigs here, but I mean, um, even now it's what's it now outside 32 degrees Celsius here. I think that's around 104 or 105 in Fahrenheit for you guys in the US. Um, that's my ambient standard ambient temperature all year round and uh, it's hot enough if it doesn't get cooler okay i've I've been i've been a lot higher than that yeah (laughs) i mean um, if that's your normally people would think oh you need water cooling oh you need this and that no you don't you just need spacing and a bigger fan to run things. You can't box cards up and expect them to work in this kind of temperature. But if you, for example, take the the case off and you've got a large fan hitting each rig, yeah, why not? It works just. Yep. Wow. So, and also people don't realize that they're made to operate hot. So, you know, being, you know, like a 90 degrees isn't, isn't that hot. It's hot, but not for a chip. So a chip is made to run that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I like to keep things below 70. Well, it depends if it's Just in a that, that, that leaves AMD. That leaves room for error and it leaves... I do occasionally get like a crazy spell of weather where one side of the building gets really, really hot. And that's where my my cooling air gets pulled in. <laughs> and, but when that happens, there's got to be room for that. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, doesn't, only... it doesn't happen very often, but when temperature in the mining room upstairs goes from around like I'd say it's probably around 120 125 Fahrenheit up there now all the way up to say 140 150 and it's in minutes it jumps wow that's you're gonna need some air conditioning no, no air conditioning, just big fans. If you keep enough air moving, and these are big fans, I mean, when you go in up there, it, it sounds like you've got a couple of, <laughs> it, it sounds like you've got a couple of sm- small, um, small aircraft in there. 250, uh, uh, I mean, 250s, DFM? I, no, these are, I can't remember the, I can't remember how much the CFM on them is, but they are what you normally use uh, for cooling down restaurants, uh, outdoor restaurants here. I have two 650-watt fans for pumping air out. Uh, 
That's a lot of watts. And they've got, yep, and they've got, what's the blade on them? Meter, meter and a quarter or something like that. Yeah, about four foot, four foot blade. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's like for kitchens. Those are, those are big fucking exhaust fans for kitchens. Restaurants. Yeah, except these, these, these run a lot faster than the ones you're thinking of. Yeah, those are big motors, man. Those are huge-ass fans you're talking about. Yep. But if it's hot enough, you're relying on air cooling, it works. Hmm. All right. Well, that, that's so. So you see, guys. So keeping keeping your stuff. I think I think that's the biggest enemy for all us uh, people who love to do this. It's heat. Uh, you got to keep it cold. Uh, if you live in New York or New Jersey or any of the states over here, uh, it's probably a great time to uh, open up your windows and stick your mining machine in that room. Uh, and if you need heat in the house, hell, put one in every room and, uh, and turn off your heat because uh, your your house will get nice and warm. Uh, it, it really does a great job. And at the same time, at least you're banking on something. So it's a, it's a, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, I know uh, a guy in Norway who uses XS GPUs and his ASICs to grow, um, to keep a greenhouse running all through the cold season. That's awesome. Oh, I would love to do that. Yeah, but I mean, there, there, there is, there is always something you can do with it. If you've got a little bit of land and a little bit of space, you can always make use of that heat. Um, I've I've sort of half-assedly a couple of times used it to dry batches of hay for the rabbits uh, and hamsters <laughs> and stuff. Oh wow, that's cool. That's great, man. Yeah. I mean, you, you, it's normally way too humid here to dry hay. So everybody else who's feeding rabbits and hamsters and stuff like that around here, they <laughs> they buy bagged up, wrapped hay from shops. Oh, man. <laughs> Which is just, it's just wrong, man. That don't sound good for the, for the rabbits. Yeah. It's not good for the rabbits. It's not good for anybody. But I mean, uh, it's you, you've got to be creative with it. If you're a little bit creative, you can probably get some really nice stuff. Out. So, so if if somebody wanted to mine, uh, can they get and ha they're having some trouble? Uh, where could they go to get some help? Um, our Discord is a very good place to start. There are a lot of incredibly experienced people. Awesome. And everybody in crypto is very nice people. They're not like, uh, you know, they, they're not like uh, people in the real world. Uh, they, they, they're extremely nice. <laughs> I mean, everybody is usually getting people into crypto because uh, it, it helps everybody out in the long run. Yeah. Right. Yes, it does. Exactly. Everyone's on the same page. Uh, so, so uh, get involved. Uh, what, what's the what's the website? Reptorium.com. Uh, yes, R A P T O R E U M dot com. Yeah, hop yeah. on board, and you're always. All right, guys. Uh, we're going on an hour here, a little longer than I thought, but uh, we had some excellent conversation. I hope you learned something from this. Uh, this is an educational experience, and we need to educate everybody. Uh, this is the problem. Uh, the government is educating people. They recognized that they needed to do this a long time ago, and they did it, right? Their, their hands are all in that cookie jar. Uh, so we got to re-educate. Uh, so we need to, you need to reach out to your friends, your family. Uh, you need to educate them. Uh, even just show them, look, look how easy it is to mine something. Uh, you download this program and fill in this configuration file with this information and hit the executable and you're mining. And it's going to your address. And you have something that's making you possibly, you know, who knows? Bitcoin could maybe one day be a million dollars each.
and you you're gonna be like, oh man, I had a chance to mine something, and and you know have a stake, and uh, I didn't do it right. And I'm sure there's plenty of people kicking themselves right now, uh, because that was the feeling with Bitcoin, that was the feeling with Litecoin, that was the feeling with Darkcoin, that was the feeling with Blackcoin. I mean, yeah, I could go on and on. How many times I've had that feeling? Exactly. <laughs> it's happened quite a few times. So don't miss out. And then don't, don't cause a FOMO either. But at the same time, don't, you, know, you don't want to miss out. Yeah. Exactly. All right, fellas. All right, Big Piggy. Love you, man. Thank you for coming on today. Uh, this yeah, show should be available. At any time, uh, next next week we'll uh, we'll, we'll try to, we'll try to talk about something a little more. Uh... This has been Crypto Core Radio. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends so they can be among the first to learn about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency advancement in, in the, the new, new digital, digital economy. economy.